Welcome to A Purposed People, the Christian podcast where redemption, forgiveness, and salvation come to life through personal stories. I'm your host, Nella, and I'm so thrilled to have you join us every Monday to explore how ordinary people were transformed by God's grace. Subscribe for inspiration on your faith journey and get ready to hear powerful testimonies. Thank you for listening, and remember, we are all a purposed people. Hi, welcome to another episode of A Purpose People Podcast. My name is Nella, and this is James. I'm so excited to introduce you to him. We go to the same church. I recently, in the previous episode, I interviewed his wife, Vanessa. We heard her testimony. Now we're going to hear his testimony. I'm really excited. We're actually in his business right now, so we're also going to talk about what he does and where you can find all this information. So without further ado, let me introduce James. James, tell the people watching, who are you and anything we need to know about anybody looking for inspiration, especially as a man, looking for inspiration on how to fulfill your purpose in Christ. Just tell us who you are and then we'll get into the rest. Awesome. Well, my name is James Garcia, and um, I'm just a lover of God and uh, trying to fulfill uh, God's purpose on earth with the time that he has given me. (laughs) So I feel like we my job is to really um, bring the kingdom of God into business, into um, our day to day life and make it completely normal. Uh, so that's what I've been trying to do and also have be a role model to this generation as a man, as a priest, as a father, as a husband. Yeah. And I love that. I actually, you know, I know <laughs> I know that, you know, um, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I know that you have a daughter and you have a very like we have very similar views on like what a man's role is in a household. I think uh, in this generation, I mean, we have a lot of boys and just guys in general that, yeah, that like they, you know, a lot of them don't even know their identity. So they're kind of going with what the world is saying, that you have the choice to choose your gender, you know, all this craziness. And, you know, you have a very biblical perspective on what it is to be a man, the head of a household. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about that or, you know, your perspective on the head of a household as a man? question well definitely um god god likes everything in order and in order for anything to be uh to function well uh there has to be some order established and one of the orders is that he made us the head of the household and the priest of the household and the devil knows this very well and that's why he's trying to take the men out of the equation that's why we're in a, uh, an empowerment woman um, generation because the devil wants to empower uh, a, an, a family that's in disorder. <laughs> as long as he has disorder, there is dysfunction. Yep. So one, one, of, one of the things that I, I, I understand from God is that once he established order, everything, he is able to speak he is able to move. He is able to, to, to reign in that area. Um, so as, as a man and a priest and as a father, I really teach this to my wife and my kids that, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't speak, 
skip headship. Cause you know what? If he if he skips headship, that means that the 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 family has no head. And when there's no head, there's no mind, <laughs> there's no eyes, there's no ears, and and it's just a body. A body cannot live if the head is cut off. But you can live without a missing piece, a missing body part. So that we, 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 once we get that right, we would have everything back to where the original state of family, the original state of friendship and, and relationship. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I feel like in this generation, I mean, you know, there's probably going to be people that are going to be offended by that, but the truth is that, you know, you're right. I mean, that is a very biblical perspective. That's something that God reveals to you, especially when you start building a relationship with him, you know. I mean, God is the Father, and there's people that have a lot of, you know, they, they have a lot of, like, it doesn't set well, settle well within them, and it's because they have very worldly perspective, right? So I think it's very important, especially on this podcast, that we spread, like, the truth about the gospel, the truth of the word of God. I mean, there's no doubt that the man really is the head of a household, and I, and I do believe that the enemy is attacking men, you know, th- like, making them believe that they can be women. I mean, that's taking out an entire species, an entire... Yeah group of people that have the seed to you know plant and then create children you know i mean women we we're incubators you know you give us the seed and then we turn it into a child but without the seed we can't incubate you know and and that's actually something that i learned that like women as incubators the man has the vision you know the man has the work and then the woman supports the man we're like the additional piece to the puzzle we're not above the man we're not beneath them we're just next to them you know in support um and i know you have a daughter right so i know it it can be very difficult especially she's what like in her teens yeah she's 13 (laughs) right so that first of all it's a very difficult age and i know that because i was very difficult at that (laughs) age um but also it's very difficult because you know a lot of women or a lot of people young people they're they're very prideful and like oh i can do it you know i'm i i'm you know i'm self-sufficient and i don't want any help which is another lie of the enemy you know so how how do you implement or how do you discipline as a father a kingdom father at that (laughs) wow that's that's very difficult and in my end because uh based on my knowledge my experience my maturity I cannot use that to to overpower my daughter's will and her beliefs and her feelings. And so I have to be very wise on how I bring kingdom principles in parenting. So I can use it as a rod to really destroy her or to lift her. So my biggest challenge is even if I'm right saying it, how do I say it? How do I approach it? Um, and, and we have to understand that God knocks on the door, <laughs> but we have to open and, and he doesn't force us to anything. So he, he respects our will. If we decide not to, to be with him or want him, he, re- he respects that and he accepts it. <laughs> you know, we can say no. And so that I also have to 
respect that, but she also has to respect my boundaries. If if you would want to do whatever you want to do, you can do it out of my presence, just like you can do whatever you want to do <laughs> outside of God's presence. So I I really respect her will, but I, but most importantly, I learned from my father, from my heavenly father, is that he teaches me before he corrects me. <laughs> he loves me before he tells me, and so when I. I, I do the same. I love my daughter no matter what she does, but teach her just because, yeah, maybe I know better than her, but she doesn't know because no one was there to teach her. So first I teach and then I discipline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I had that experience with God too, you know, like when he encountered me or when I accepted, you know, he knocks on the door, right? And he was knocking for a hot minute. And it wasn't until I finally opened that he started teaching me all these beautiful things, you know, and he started opening my eyes to a lot of things that I was once very confused about, you know, first of all, my identity and, you know, about like feminism, you know, like I was like, oh my God, I'm a woman and I'm empowered and all this stuff. But it's like, I'm cursing myself because I'm, I'm actually, building this narrative that I don't need a man. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Nobody really needs another person. We all need Christ. We all need God. And as long as God puts them in our way, in our path, I mean, it's not that we rely on man. We just have them as like our co-disciple, you know, as like our co co um, collaborate, you know, in this walk. Um, So, you know, how did okay so now let's let's kind of like migrate over to your purpose so you were kind of briefly talking a little bit about you know what you have been called to do who were you before god before god told you what your purpose is oh boy wow so before before i ever wanted to commit to god um i actually landed here by mistake but it wasn't god's mistake it was (laughs) I, I I just wanted to do everything that I wanted to do, you know, and I was just living a, a reckless life, and I dealt with a lot of anger, um, and I was very abusive with with um, my re- past previous relationships with a woman because I just like like you said we we lack identity if we don't have Christ, so I just didn't know who I was, and um, long story short, I was in jail. And when I was in jail for what I did, I, I, I knew that I didn't belong there. I was like, how did I get there? <laughs> so when I was there, I asked God, if you take me out, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Wow. And guess what? He took me out. All the charges was dropped. And I said, oh, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like, I can't believe that just happened so easy without me having to do anything. And when he dropped all the charges and I, I was just reflecting how I was going to serve him, I was like, you know, whatever you ask of me, I will do because I don't even deserve this life. Um, and, and fast forward, I when I gave my life to Christ, he asked a lot of things of me that I just didn't want to do. But because I went back to that moment and that covenant and that promise, Um, I was like, you know what, if I keep my promise, I know that you keep yours. So when he kept his word in my life and I kept my word, everything just flowed better. I didn't say, I'm not saying it was easy and it was flowers, but I knew that he is not a man that he will lie. (laughs) 
and and he's not a son of man that he should repent. So I I know that whatever he said was firm, was clear, and I believed it because he never failed me. So it was baby steps, and then you know what? Now I became you know a father, a husband. I never wanted to get married. That was the last thing on my mind. I always wanted to be a free man, free spirited. Um, yeah, it was a lie, you know, <laughs> um, and I, I just wanted to be free, but, but man, his, his word and how faithful he was led me to a beautiful wife, you know, things that I just never could have even imagined my thoughts and, and my mindset was so low that I wasn't able to, to comprehend the things that he wanted from me. And when he gave it to me, I said, okay, now 10 years later, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, wow, 10 years later, I see it now. But before, I couldn't see it because I just had to believe it. Now I understand why he says, just believe me <laughs> when I say it. Because you're not going to, you have such a, a low mindset, you're not going to believe even if I were to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so powerful, too. Um, I think, you know, whenever... Whenever we have that encounter with God, typically it's like we have resistance. You know, yeah. we have like a lack of trust with him uh, simply because we come from the world. And in the world, we're lied to, we're betrayed, we're backstabbed. We have this whole experience with the world where like we can't trust anyone. And then here comes God, the Almighty. <laughs> and he's like, I will do the impossible for you. And you're like, right. why? Like, I don't even, I don't, I'm not even worth that, you yeah. know? And then he shows, he keeps his word, and then he does so much more than what he even said he was going to do. And it kind of just transforms you. That love just turns you into, like, a faithful servant. So how did that process go for you when you were, when, from when you first started changing to when you became on fire for God? Like, besides just remembering the covenant that you made, because right. I know that, you know, I've made covenants with God, and he's right. kept all of them, but I don't I don't <laughs> yeah, always right. keep them, you know? So how did that go for you? I mean, when did you become, like, this person that's on fire for God? Because I see you at church. I know yeah. I, I, you know, I see you on fire yeah. and your wife, you know? Like, when did that happen for you? Well, um, it started off by obeying. Um, it's just clearly obeying God's word and, and constantly um, entertaining the truth. And entertaining the truth, I love Yeah, that. it is entertainment for me because that is what I'm interested in. That's what I love, and that's what changed me. So I know when I remember when I was, you know, enraptured with, with women back in the days, and um, I was so caught up in the butterflies, and, and I tried to keep that feeling and when that feeling stopped i try to get it with somebody else mm -hmm. and when i did that is because i was entertaining my desires more than the person right. so i one thing I, that i i know is that the kingdom of god is inside of me so when i have the kingdom inside of me i entertain what feeds the kingdom <laughs> um so when when i when i when I, to, people ask me, why, how are you so on fire? And you've been with Christ all these years, 17 years. And I'm like, well, um, I, I just can't leave because if I know, I know that if I were to leave, I will entertain lies. I will entertain other things that's going to replace the truth. And, and, and to be honest, that's what human nature is. We, we crave what the heart desires. <laughs> 
exactly. So I don't want nothing of the flesh. I want everything from the spirit. So to answer your question is literally obeying. Every time I disobey, I felt farther from the truth. I felt um, on one thing that God says is that one thing he has against you is that you left the first love. Mm -hmm. That's something that he has against us. So it is a sin to to leave that first love. So I try to be in love every single day. I force myself sometimes. And and I got the concept of loving when you don't want to love when I had a wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a commitment. It's a vow that you make. And if you make a vow with a woman or your wife, how much more when you made a vow when you accepted Christ in the altar? (laughs) That goes deeper. Then that goes deeper than your relationship with a person. Right. So. Yeah, no, um, that's that's crazy. You know, it's it's interesting because like this relationship with God, it's not something that like, yeah, when I'm in the word, like I'll be super encouraged, but I'm not always in the mood, you know, like sometimes I wake up late or like, you know, a little bit too late for my comfort. And, you know, I have to get to work right away. But. I've tried to make it very intentional that with before I even start my work day, I have to spend the time in the presence because if not, then I start the day with this bad humor, but bad, uh, bad vibe for better, you know, for, you know, lack of words. Um, so, okay. So now, you know, we've gotten into the fact that when you obey, I mean, you open up the floodgates for blessings, right? For every, act of obedience there's a blessing behind it so right. how what advice would you give somebody who's struggling with the obedience part okay that is really <laughs> that's really difficult i believe that um oh man we got some good questions today yo that is amazing <laughs> questions <laughs> right it's like you're in the spirit <laughs> All right, well, you got to see what, what there's always consequences to disobedience. Right. Always. You know, if you break a law, there is consequences. And I believe that if you break a commandment and an order from God, there is consequences from that for that. And that's why we should fear God. Right. Um, come on, if, if you want wisdom, don't you need to fear? Right. You know, don't you need to fear God? Uh, especially when it comes to your family, like when you have much more to lose, you, you, you really know, you feel the burden. Right. You feel the responsibility. I mean, if you're just out there living reckless and you are by yourself and you're lonely, then, hey, continue doing whatever you're doing. You have nothing to lose but your soul. And your soul, if you want to lose your soul, you can. But, but when you have earthly things that you can lose, and especially people that you love, you, you consider what God is telling you more (laughs) if that makes sense so it's literally fearing god and knowing that there's a consequence there's a lot to lose and there's opportunities that come and go and if you don't take that opportunity in your life when god presents himself to you you just lost a lot more than what you can dream of um and thank god i was obedient to those to those um to those orders when god came to my life he says are you willing to let go to gain more are you are you willing to to do this for me so that you can open that door for what i can do for you and when i saw that 
Um, and, and when I heard that, and when he sent me people into my life telling me, James, don't play with that sin, don't do that, I said, man, how is my future going to look like if I, diso if I disobey? And, and, and how is my future going to look like if I do obey? <laughs> so when I obeyed, I started seeing my business. I started seeing my wife. I started seeing everything come, the, fruit. the fruits of it. And that's something that I cherish. And when I started seeing the evidence of the blessings of obedience, um, how can I not obey now? <laughs> right. Amen. So. Yeah. You actually, you actually touched on like the, the burden aspect. You know, and it's funny because recently I've been feeling God kind of like push me, right? Like I, I've, I've experienced God in a lot of supernatural ways. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but like I, I own a condo, but the way that that condo even came to be, it was very supernatural because at the time I didn't have a job for two years. And in those two years, God was like cultivating this. He was establishing, establishing himself in my life as my provider. And then, you know, here comes, you know, my relationship with my son's dad is breaking apart. Um, I find myself in this weird position where, like, I need to leave this relationship, but I don't have any money for it. I don't have the credit for it, or I did have the credit, I just didn't have the credibility with work. You know, I didn't have a job for two years. One thing led to another, and I'm a homeowner within, like, literally a month. Wow. You know, that was supernatural. And it's, it's so funny because, like, I'll talk to realtors about it, like, loan officers, whatever, and they're like, that's, you don't even meet the qualifications. I was like, but God. <laughs> like, Our God is always but God. <laughs> but, you know, my covenant with God was very strong, and that was in the beginning of my faith, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that was simply because I was very obedient, and I didn't even know what obedience really was, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, I also saw the evidence of mm -hmm. obedience, you know, and, like, I, I experienced it. I experienced the love of God where I needed a way out and he literally parted the seas for me to have my exit and then closed the ocean behind me so that anybody who tried to get me from behind, like they faded away, you know? So I, that I actually resonate a lot with the story of, you know, like the Israelites leaving Egypt because like that, that was what I felt like God did in my life, you know? Um, so when it comes to obedience, like, I didn't know what I was doing in the moment. All I knew is that, you know, God is saying, do this. And I was like, but why? I was like <laughs> arguing about it. But the truth is that he sustained me the whole way through. So for two years to be jobless and then to give birth to a child in that time frame, and then that child is also provided for, like your faith has to develop, you know? And in this recent season, um, I felt God kind of just like pushing me to put hands on people, not like this, but like <laughs> to lay hands in the sense of like, you know, like I, I was very moved by what Jesus does yeah. in the gospels where he was like, be healed, you know, yeah. or like I would see how Jesus would get burdened by somebody else's sadness. And then he would, you know, he, he brought Lazarus back from the dead, from death, you know, so like, I see all that, and then I ask God, you know what, God, like, I, I feel I feel very moved by this. This is something that, like, I'm very inspired by. 
make me like burden me with what burdens you so that I may also have the power and authority that Jesus has so I can spread the word about you, you know, because like I trust and believe that you are my provider. You are the healer. You are the almighty everything. You are the way maker. And like, I want to be a vessel for that. And when I ask God to burden me with what burdens him, that would, that actually started opening up and I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what, five months from now looks like but all i know is that in this moment i am deeply burdened by other people's burdens right so like there's ever since i prayed that god has been showing me a lot of people that are in need you know more so with sickness and i've been like wanting to obey right but like i've been like held back by fear until finally this like a, a couple of days ago, actually, actually, yeah, literally two days ago, um, in my House of Peace chat, uh, in this church group chat, um, somebody put something, a story there about her, like a prayer request for a family member of hers that has um, like a brain tumor and she's had two surgeries already and she's in for a third. And I was, I literally started crying. I was like, sob crying and I was like God what what why am I so sad about this I don't even know the girl and then God is like you asked me to burden you with what burdens me this is a child of mine that's lost like this is the enemy putting an attack on her and I don't want my child to suffer that like I need her to give her life to me to to ask me for help you know and so I obeyed I read in in Isaiah where God is like who will I send? Like, I, you know, and then I think, who, who was it, Isaiah? That he was like, send me, Lord. I, I will be that person for you, you know? Like, um, and so I asked for that boldness, and so I did. I just went in faith, and it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful time where, like, I got to hear from her. But, you know, being in there, like, I got to see why God put that burden on me. You know, or like why I was burdened by that and why God is suffering for her, you know, because she's such a beautiful person and she does not deserve this. This is an attack of the enemy, you know. Um, So, you know, moving on to like, you know, our purpose, right? Because, you know, again, this is this is a podcast called A Purposed People. So we really want to get to know what is your purpose in Christ and how are you fulfilling it? Like how what, what do you what are you doing in this current moment to fulfill the will of God and the purpose of Christ in you. Amen, amen. Well, I feel like the purpose right now is literally breaking paradigms and mindsets. I believe we, as this generation has, has created a mindset that's literally anti-Christ mm-hmm. and, and it's anti-everything, you know? It's anti-biblical, it's anti-God, it's, it's everything that has to do against the things of God. And so I, I really want to challenge this generation uh, on 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 breaking those mindsets and everything that we were taught from our grandparents, ancestors, our family, because we 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 are being brainwashed mm-hmm. to become part of a society rather than becoming part of the kingdom of God. You know, um, God says that clearly. He says that in the last days, many will depart from the faith. And the reason why people are departing from the faith is because they're 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 not living a Christ-like life. <laughs> so 
obviously you can fake it so long that, you know, you're just going to have to depart from the faith because you're no longer applying biblical principles. Right. You're no longer being taught these principles. So I, I'm, my job and my purpose is literally to challenge this gener generation to follow the things of God. And it doesn't matter what people say, you know. Um, we're, we're living in, 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 a, in a time where everybody's pleasing each other rather than pleasing God. God clearly said in the last days that they will um, be lovers of themselves. Of themselves yes. <laughs> they, will, they will find good, evil, and evil. Good. Exactly. And, and we're going to be pleasers of man rather than pleasers of God. We're not going to love God. So um, we're, we're, my job and my purpose is literally to bring back that, those principles and go back to the things of God like how it was once before where um, they were preaching the real gospel. <laughs> they were, um, you know, <laughs> right? They were preaching the real gospel and they were real evangelists and they were winning souls and, and hearts were really transformed with the truth. What is it? The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Yes, there's no worker. So definitely I'm a worker of Christ. And whatever platform or whatever I'm going to, whatever I need to do, I'll do it. Regardless of me, my feelings, my fear, what I go through, even if I'm going through something right now, who cares? <laughs> we need to really um, continue bringing the kingdom of God to these people and to the souls. And, and we're running out of time, to yeah. be honest. You know, we're, we're, to be honest, we're going to die. <laughs> and, and our time is going to be up. And I want God to soak up as much time as he can, as long as I live and as long as I have breath and leave a footprint in this generation. So how, how are you doing that? How are you fulfilling that? I know that you're using your Okay, platform. yeah, so I'm definitely using my tools that God has given me. And, and thank God, God, God uses the tools that he has given us so that we can reach the loss in that area. Mm -hmm. um, so in business, oh, man, I, I, I use my services. Yeah, we do it to make money and to make a living. But I'm reaching people. Right. You know, I'm reaching a lot in, uh, of people in events. I have events up to 300 guests and guess what i show face i say god bless you i shake hands i'm touching people i'm literally letting the spirit use me actively in these events um also i have access to businessmen a lot of businessmen have have the influence to to really change an atmosphere at the territory that they have so god is god of territory he's really big on real estate that's why there's a lot of money being made there because he it's a blessing there um so i'm using the the business as a tool to really reach people that want to serve money but really really want to change i want really want to change them to serve god because you cannot serve god yeah you cannot serve god in money but you can serve god with money <laughs> yeah. You can literally use the resources that God has given you to establish the kingdom of God. And and these business and God is using businessmen yeah. to establish the kingdom here on earth. Yeah, and I love that because <laughs> you know it's it's funny because like I I also feel called into business, right? right? And like I have to remind myself every day, especially when I'm not feeling like I have what I need, you know, especially right. in terms of finances. I have to be reminded, I have to be reminded that God, 
you know, you can't be lover of, I mean, you can't serve both God and money. And so when I feel like I don't have enough money, like I just go to God and I'm like, and I put him in the center of my business and my work day, which is what I was saying before, because at the end of the day, like I want this business to show fruit, to be blessed and not, and I always, you know, whenever I start, I feel in my heart, like I'm getting concerned about money. I always ask God, you know what, cleanse me. Take, rip out of me all this all these like desires to like use the money for me because in reality I want to fund other businesses I want to use this to bless other people because I don't want to just you know it says in the word too about like about like uh, using to like the splendors or you know spending on like whatever is oh, gonna yeah, please yeah. you you know I don't want that I want it to be something where like God correct me check me you know yeah. use use it convict me in that area so that when you bless me the first thing i do is give it back mm-hmm. you know and in faith i'm actually tithing yes. an, an <laughs> amount of what i'm earning um which is very painful it's a sacrifice yeah. you know um and i you know i do i do feel that way as well you know we're like people in business right people with money have the influence first of all right. but they also have favor because for them to have that money even though the enemy does have the power to give people money i mean we have workers like you you know people that profess their faith and like spread the gospel that try to gather like people of kingdom minds with purpose purpose, (laughs) literally right so okay so expand a little bit on the the kingdom part like the how are you doing that like how are you reaching people and also how are you incorporating that in your business i know that you know you 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 cater like you serve many people especially in their wedding day or a very special day and i and you know actually before we get to that i just want to mention that we're living in a society right now where everybody wants to work from home Right. right where nobody wants to go out and like fish for (laughs) people fishers of men like nobody's that person so the fact that you're going out there right and you're literally face to face with all these people i mean how do you use that to your advantage to uh you know expand the kingdom well what one thing i i i know for me is that i am called to make the difference i am called to do something great and god has chosen me just like he has chosen you. Um, and, and we can't wait for anybody to do it. Um, even though there's people doing it um, half-fast or some people are not doing it at all, we have to take that responsibility because we will be judged one day for our works and what we do. And so I don't let other people determine when I have to do something for the Lord. I don't, de- I don't depend on, on anyone for me to move when God tells me to move. I, that's one rule that I break constantly, just so that the Holy Spirit can, can move. And so how I do it is that um, I take advantage of where God places me. I don't wait, I go and do. God says, don't be, don't be hearers only, but doers, because if you're just a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. Yeah. I am deceived when I don't do. I must do. So when I do the work and when I do what God tells me to do, I make sure that, that first of all, how do I know that God is speaking at that moment? It has to do with souls. Every time when God speaks, he speaks um, 
involve evolving involving people involving people and that's why god is moving a lot in businesses and people think that they're blessed because of themselves no you're blessed because you're going to be a blessing to others so when i go to places i make the difference and and i and i go back to the touch again to the physical touch like the hugging the loving and and that's what society is trying to do is trying to break the human touch trying to break the yeah. that that emotion with, with, with people yeah we're not we're not robots yeah. and so i want to make i make sure that i hug the people i give them the physical touch when we have meetings people say you want to do zoom no we're not doing zoom we're going <laughs> to meet in person yeah. we're going to make a because i need you to feel the presence that i have built for you right. when i invite you i why do, why do we pray we pray to build an atmosphere and those prayers and worship is words of of words that are life and when when you speak those words and you invite them into those to that those words and that you prayed man it gives it an experience and that is what i want i want people to come into the presence of god god literally says that we are a carrier yeah. of his presence why am i gonna just keep it to myself it's not for me right. nothing that god gives me is for me if it is it's internal and it is for heaven but other than that it's for people <laughs> you know if god gives me money it's to it's for an inheritance for my kids mm -hmm. if god gives me something's for my family if god god gives me a car is for souls you know it's anything that god gives me is for the people yeah. so once i understood that maybe living out my purpose became a lot more easier mm -hmm. and not more uh controlling from other people it's not controlled by anybody <laughs> let me tell you something this is uh, this is what one of the biggest challenges i had in my life was when i had to face the judge and face the law and and it's it was very intimidating and fearful going into a courtroom where there's law, and where there's lawyers, and where there's judge, and where there's judgment that, that is done in a place. And when I, God called me to speak the word of God in, in, the in the courtroom, in front of the judge, and reject the judge's order because it was going against biblical principles, trust me, it was very difficult for me to do, wow. but I did it. And the, the, oh my gosh. He would give you the words to say. God gave me the words to say, and I was wow. unashamed because God says that if you unashamed, well, we should be unashamed of the gospel. Right. But he says, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father. Yeah. And so one thing that I had to do was show God in that place of hell <laughs> was to literally be the voice to those people in the courtroom. And not let that the law dictate God's law. And when I proclaimed the gospel, when I did that, that protected my me from everything. And and I felt the blood of Jesus over me as I proclaimed the gospel in that courtroom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is crazy. And and I and I did it. I didn't even know what I said, but I believe like I was just being used by God, I was bold, and I felt the Spirit just take over me. 
over my mouth, over my body, and I just said, God, use me. And for me to speak boldly and, and strongly about what I believe, they couldn't say one word. You can hear a pen drop of how intense it was. <laughs> and God backed me up. So one thing that beats any law, any any rule from man, man-made laws, is the word of God. You use the word of God, that will protect you with everything. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. And you know, you know what's interesting? Like I also like I I imagine like the word of god like judgment day yeah. i literally picture a courtroom mm. there's only one lawgiver and one judge you know <laughs> and it's crazy because like you know we have a visual of what that looks like on earth but it's like it's it there's jurors right. there's like a jury duty there's people that like have a say in right. what your punishment is right? right and it's like when you stand before people that are corrupt right stand before people that have that power right. you know like they did to jesus you know <laughs> like he was handed off to what the romans right. and then you know and like his own people betrayed him like they even gave him the worst punishment and it's like that's the danger and that's the scary part about being face to face with like a judge on earth oh, because yeah. it's like we can expect the worst you know right. but with the one and only lawgiver <laughs> and judge the good one the good shepherd i mean when we're under his protection and when we follow his laws right. i mean it goes against other laws and everything but at the same time like we're protected you know right. and we can stand firm in the faith knowing that when that day comes that we're face to face with him like he's gonna you know he wh wh what's that word he's gonna like um we're what's that word wait, wait, say that again? we're the, the um like when we stand face to face with jesus you know right. like when we're face to face with him we're gonna be um like He's going to let us go, right? He's going to let us go into the, the presence of God. What, what's that word? <laughs> what is it? Or is it like um, all good and faithful servant? Or he says good and faithful servant. I don't know. I'll get back to that. I'll all probably right. remember after this episode. But, um, right. but yeah, I mean, we, we can trust and believe that, like, if we just follow in the presence of God throughout our whole lives, then when judgment day comes, like, we're not going to have to be fearful of what happens, right. you know? Um, and I find that to be very powerful. But I'm really glad that you had the boldness to, like, pr proclaim that in right. that room. I mean, you know, sometimes it's funny because, like, I know a lot of scriptures, and I do my best to remember them. But when I read something new, I'm like, oh, now I have <laughs> right. to do that. <laughs> I have to do that because I can't right. deceive you myself. For what you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, like it, Like, it even says in the word, like, woe to those. Like, it's worse for the person that knew God, right. knew the way of, knew Christ and didn't believe or didn't do what he did, right. you know, than it is for a person who never knew God at all. Correct. And when I learned yeah, that, I was like, oh my God, here I am. I'm getting more deep into the faith. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> Deeper, 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 yeah. and stricter and more straight. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I mean, we can go on all day oh, about yeah. all this, but yeah. you know, I think it's very beautiful that like, you know, when, that you use First of all, the platform, right, right, that you're given, that God gives you. You use the people, the lost sheep that he brings to you, right? right? Whether they're believers or not. I mean, they're in the room uh, with somebody else who's getting married. They're just in the room with you, right. you know, and you take, like you said, you take advantage of that opportunity and you just, you just go and bring the presence of God, you right. know, which I think is so important. And people are lacking that, you know, right. in, in society. So 
you know, I, I love that we covered that and I love that you shared some insight on that. So for anybody else, you know, even myself included, where we're put, God puts us in an atmosphere, you know, just like he put you in that courtroom and, right. you know, you're called to be bold. I mean, right. what advice would you give to somebody who is put in those rooms, who's put in those situations, but is afraid of being bold? Kind of like Peter. <laughs> well, being, you know, we, we are emotional creatures. We, we have to understand we have emotions and we are scared of things. Um, but we cannot go based on emotions. Um, I, it, emotions has taught me that it can go up and down. And life is not supposed to be like that. God is very clear on where to go and what to do. Um, there is an end goal. And no matter what you feel, it must happen. For So that's not... There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. It's wrong when you act on it. It's just like getting angry. You, you have, the Bible says get angry, but do not sin. So it's okay to feel certain things. Um, even, I don't even, I don't want to bring this up, but in a case of homosexuality, um, or even your sexuality, like man and woman before marriage, having sex, like you have those desires but you cannot act on those desires. Mm -hmm. So when God puts you in a position where you're starting to feel something that's going to stop you, you have to understand no longer do you live, but it is Christ who lives in you. It is Christ who lives in you. And, and, and when you give that opportunity to Christ, all you have to do is that one step and he'll take it from there. The hardest thing, the hardest thing is breaking that is, it goes back to being obedient. Once you obey, you make the decision to obey, you will have the strength to continue. Maybe not at first to make the decision to do it, but you have to break that in yourself. And that is a decision that comes from you. God honors the decision. Why is it so hard for you to do it? Because God honors your decision. It's not his decision. It is his request. It is his command. It is. <laughs> yeah. But you have to let make that decision. And that comes from your will. It doesn't come from no one else. It doesn't even come from God. <laughs> you have to say yes. Once you say yes, what comes from God is the strength that comes after. It is the wisdom that comes after. It is everything that comes after your yes. But you have to break that. And that right there I still deal with it just because I've done it a billion times doesn't mean I don't still struggle with the fear as a matter of fact I do the contrary the contrary of what I feel if I fear fear I do it there's some faith there's some rides in the fair that I was scared of and my daughter was like hey come 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 on this ride and I'm like well I'm scared of the ride let's do it <laughs> for that I Right. Well, I, I like to face it because it, it, it helps me confront the, the inner me. The feeling of fear. The feeling of fear. So every time I feel that, it's an exercise. You're not going to go and start conquering the world from one day to yeah. another. But that's how you start by saying, man, I'm scared to talk to that person. I'm going to talk to that person. Oh, I'm scared to like pray in front of all these people. Let's pray. And once you start with those little things, God says, if you're faithful with the 
Yeah. You know? You'll be faithful with the... Nah. Yeah, so you will be faithful with bigger stuff. And, and I believe that I'm at this dimension of success because of the little success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, it really does. And I, and I resonate with that a lot. That's why, like, I'm making that sacrifice of sacrifice you know of tithing the little that i have because i really truly believe and i have faith that god will multiply that and if he can trust me if i can trust him and he can trust me when i have this you know this little then i know that when he brings abundance like i'll be able which he will (laughs) in jesus name right when when he brings that over my life he will bring that because he trusts that when i have more i'll give more right and i have so many dreams and ambitions of what i want to do with the money but in reality, like, if I am hoarding the little bit I have, if I'm just digging it in the dirt, I'll be like that guy in the parable. Right, right, right. You know, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I want to be the one that multiplies it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. wow, this was a really great, insightful, amazing, beautiful conversation. Yeah, it, it really was, right? <laughs> um, it's funny because I actually had a few questions that I wanted to ask. I know what the questions <laughs> It's just, you know, I just felt very called to, like, go in a different direction because I was very inspired by what you were saying. I just wanted to piggyback off of that. But, you know, it's very clear that, you know, like, we didn't even get into really what you, who you were. But, you know, you mentioned courtroom. You mentioned, you know, daughter. So, like, we know that, like, you know, you have some challenges, right? If you want to share on that, you could. But the truth is that, you know, I don't want to dwell in your past because the truth is that we can all resonate with a past. There's someone who we used to be that died on the way to who who we are now, right? It's our old, old wineskin. So, you know, I'm really excited and I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you are in the place that you are now and that you're using your business, that you have the right mindset, heart, and passion, and, you know, just the the heart of servitude for the kingdom of God, and you're using it to, you know, in your business today, and and that's why it keeps thriving. I mean, that's why it keeps growing, right? Because you're using it to glorify God even more. So, you know, so tell us a little bit, just a short description or as much as you want about your business. Uh, where can we find you? What is the, the website, the Instagram? I'll tag it all down below. But tell us a little bit about it so that we can direct our viewers to your business. Amen, amen. Well, one of the platforms that I use to glorify God in is um, my, my catering company. is called Pick a Meal Catering. I mean, the website is called pickamealcatering.com. Um, and you can also follow me. My Instagram is Kingdom District. Uh, that's where I, I, I say all the uncut stuff <laughs> of, yeah. of life and, and what we deal with. Um, so I do catering. I do um, real estate, um, a little bit of everything, photography, barbering. I'm everywhere, you know, as long as it deals with people. I use the gifts that God has given me to reach them. So you can definitely follow us at Pick a Meal New Age Catering on IG and Kingdom District on IG. So I'll tag all that down below so you don't have to remember it or memorize it. But I thank you so much. Um, You know, I hope that, you know, your story, everything you had to say resonates with the people listening and that it gives them insight on how to be more of like a kingdom minded person. You know, I think that's the whole reason why we all have a testimony so that we can share it. Right. Um, But thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. (laughs)
And thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode of A Purpose People Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you got value, please go ahead and comment, like, share, and subscribe. I pray that the rest of your week is filled with blessings and abundance. That's it for now, but I'll see you on the next episode of A Purpose People Podcast on Monday. Bye.